selling spirituality. He is selling wisdom. He is your guru for the right price. You see, Dr. Joe is selling you a story. He is a performer. Joe Dispenza has written numerous quote-unquote best-selling books, lectured in dozens of countries, albeit not at reputable universities, but in hotel conference centers with thousands of high-paying attendees. And depending on where you look and what articles you're reading, he also claims to be a neurologist. However, when you look into his education, this simply is not the case, and he would not stack up against any licensed practicing neurologist, at least not on this planet. Dispenza received his bachelor's degree from Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. He studied biochemistry at Rutgers and graduated as a chiropractor from Life University in Atlanta, Georgia. This is, I suppose, how he justifies using the doctor prefix. That one word, I'm sure, is what ropes in hundreds of loyal customers for Dr. Joe. Joe Dispenza does a wonderful job keeping his net worth under wraps, making it very difficult to find any concrete information on exactly how much money he's making. But some simple math will tell you that Dr. Joe is stacking some serious cash. Now this is America, right? So Joe Dispenza is just an incredible entrepreneur, likely making millions off of his loyal disciples, I mean customers, who buy his product. And while there's a problem with that in and of itself, there's something deeper going on with Joe Dispenza and many others like him. He's selling spirituality. He is selling wisdom. He is your guru for the right price. And that's how these schemes function. They prey primarily on weak, vulnerable people and often also gullible people and rope them in with illustrious and attractive word salad speeches about quantum this and quantum that. Speak to an actual scientist, however, and you'll get a very different perspective first want to give people credit and see if there's something inside them with, that we can work with and try to work toward the truth, right? And I think most people maybe are like that. And there's some hardcore people who have made up their minds about the craziness. Um, mm. I mean, you see where it would come from, right? Because quantum mechanics says what the world is, is different than what we see when we look at it. So it's a small leap from that correct statement to we bring the world into existence by looking at it. Genius no. is putting them the word salad into a recipe that people think is nutritious for them, right? <laughs> they, they, they really like to eat, even though there's no actual nutritional value. Speaking of no nutritional value, you might remember this controversial and pseudoscientific documentary, What the Bleep Do We Know, that proposed science and spirituality come together under the umbrella of quantum physics. Sound familiar? One foot in the quantum world, one foot in the real world. Be able to dance back and forth, be able to move between two worlds. Joe Dispenza was one of the featured scientists in the documentary. We create my day the way I want it to happen. When I create my day, and out of nowhere, little things happen that are so unexplainable. I know that they are the process or the result of my creation. What was the reaction of the academic community? This is from Wikipedia. 
Scientists who have reviewed What the Bleep Do We Know have described distinct assertions made in the film as pseudoscience. Lisa Randall refers to the film as the bane of scientists. The American Chemical Society's review criticizes the film as a pseudoscientific docudrama, saying, among the more outlandish assertions are that people can travel backward in time and that matter is actually thought. Skeptic James Randi described the film as a fantasy docudrama and a rampant example of abuse by charlatans and cults. Eric Surrey, in a review for Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, dismisses it as a hodgepodge of all kinds of crackpot nonsense where science is distorted and sensationalized. A BBC reviewer described it as a documentary aimed at the totally gullible. David Albert, a philosopher of physics who appears in the film, has accused the filmmakers of selectively editing his interview to make it appear that he endorses the film's thesis that quantum mechanics is linked with consciousness. He says he is profoundly unsympathetic to attempts at linking quantum mechanics with consciousness. Journalist John Gorenfeld, writing in Salon, notes that the film's three directors are students of Ramtha's School of Enlightenment, which he says has been described as a cult. This is important because not only was Joe Dispenza a former Ramtha School of Enlightenment teacher, which is controversial to say the least, but there's no doubt that the film, which was seen by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world, played an essential role in Joe Dispenza's marketing and audience capture for his own New Age spiritual business. It's going to move through different parts of your body and it's going to begin to break through certain restrictions. And when you start getting afraid of it and you start contracting, the contraction does what? Causes more impedance. Look at this lady's face. That's perfect. And then look at this lady's face. Reverence. And I get scared. So what is your opinion? <laughs> Come here. It happens to me all the time. I mean, this is uncomfortable. This is concerning. This is some weird Tony Robbins guru cult-like and it's just not good. It doesn't have a good feeling. It has all of the telltale signs of situations exactly like this that end up leading nowhere good, except for one person. In this case, that's Joe Dispenza and his bank account. I mean, look at all of these people in this room. They are all paying money to be there to this guy. And he does this kind of stuff every single week. If you think he's doing this for anything other than enriching himself, then he's succeeded in deluding you. You see, Dr. Joe is selling you a story. He is a performer. Dispenza is like Harold Hill from The Music Man. Can you lead a band? No. He comes to town, charges you for his retreat, tells you he's going to teach you how to play an instrument, but when you go back for a second lesson, he's already skipped town. Joe Dispenza has all sorts of concerts and events that you can buy tickets for. Not to mention clothing, books, and countless meditations. He's got progressive retreats, week-long advanced retreats, advanced follow-up retreats, special retreats, Dr. Joe Live, conversations with Dr. Joe, and he has an online course called The Formula. He also does corporate training 
and I'm sure that when he books private events, his speaking fee is hefty. That is a lot of potential profit for a humble man who simply wants to bring people some spiritual guidance. This is one of the first photos that comes up when you Google image search cults. This is Dr. Joe's website. He's hugging people. People are crying. They're having life-changing experiences. They're opening their arms to the sun. They're doing trust falls. They're hugging each other. Maybe even kissing a little. I don't know. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes here, okay? But these photos, to me, just ooze cult energy. There is a reason why Joe Dispenza holds his retreats in places like this, in fancy hotels, on tropical islands, in big, bright, illustrious open spaces. It's not free, you're paying hefty amounts of money for this experience. And having it in a nice place automatically means you are going to feel euphoric just by being in a nice place. If I'm on a vacation to Costa Rica, of course I'm going to feel 10 times more elated when I do a meditation on the beach in the morning than when I normally do it 20 minutes before going down to my office to go to work 9 to 5. Okay? It's all part of the psychology behind holding retreats such as the ones that Dr. Joe holds. This is a great forum post that illustrates the kind of back and forth that goes on inside of a community like this. This is actually on drjoedispenza.net. I'm not going to read everything, but I am going to go through a few things, and the link will be in the description. So this poster tells a story about his relationship to spinal surgery, and at first how he really believed Dr. Joe Dispenza about his miraculous self-healing spine, I was supposed to cut here to a video clip of Joe Dispenza describing his famous 1986 cycling accident. I can't do that, however, because the video clip is a part of a documentary that will copyright claim this video, and that I do not want. In 1986, Joe Dispenza was in a triathlon and he was in the biking portion when he was hit by an SUV going 55 miles an hour. He broke his back, and Joe Dispenza will tell you that nine and a half weeks later, he had made a full recovery. He had rebuilt his spine using the power of his mind. The doctor, who he says examined him, recommended one of the most intense spinal surgeries imaginable. The Harrington Rod Surgery. Okay, back to the forum poster's story. Remember, he was believing Dr. Joe until he had a more personal experience with his sister's own spinal surgery. He said, My sister had spine surgery yesterday. Debris had to be cleaned out, a disc removed and replaced, and two vertebrae to be fixed. Quite a surgical intervention, the whole night in intense care. Now that I have taken a bit of insight into the anatomy of a spine accident, I get even more stunned about the achievement of Dr. Dispenza. Dr. Dispenza reports six broken vertebrae after an SUV crashed into the back of his bike at 55 miles per hour. How can a body fix all this without external intervention? What about all the little shivers and damaged tissue, which is usually cleaned out by the surgeons? 
Did the body dissolve them into microscopic particles? Liquefy them? How? What about the many small and big scattered bone fragments which were not in place together anymore, but needed to be in touch to heal together again? How can a thought move separated bone fragments into their original position and then locking them in their position? What processes within the body were triggered to achieve that? We are not talking about paranormal voodoo powers here, but of the natural self-healing powers of the body, which, in this case, seem to surpass anything heard of before, at least from my ears. I am really fascinated. Is the potential of our body and the body-mind connection able to achieve results medicine has not come across so far? What happened on this level during the reconstruction process of his own spine, where separated bone parts had to move, whole areas to be clamped together, etc., etc.? When I first read the chapter of Dr. Dispenza's self-healing, I was impressed, but now being closer to its details due to the accident of my sister, I just realized the overwhelming magnitude of it. Of course, when something like this actually happens to you or a loved one, it's a reality check. He goes on to say, Unfortunately, I have not got replies of any kind from him yet. I'm not surprised. But I am more curious about the placebo and the self-healing powers than ever and I want to dig deeper into this fascinating topic. This person is quoting Neville Goddard. I'm not even going to get into Neville Goddard. That's an entirely different video and almost not worth making because he's been so thoroughly and effectively debunked by many, many people. This may be the response of all responses on this forum and this particular topic. And it's from an admin. Robert, it is good to question. Also, you should never just believe anything that people say, unless of course you have experienced it for yourself. So we have the chicken and egg conundrum here. In order to gain the experience, you have to actually engage in the work. Nobody can really convince you that this work is legitimate. Dr. Joe could produce all of the x-rays and doctor's names and places, but would that really satisfy you? Yes! Yes, it would! If Dr. Joe had the x-rays from after his accident and then from after his miraculous self-healing, as well as a little video interview with the doctor who saw him leave the hospital with a broken spine and return with a completely healed one, that is a once-in-a-generation opportunity to prove not only to these communities, but to the entire world that miracles are literally true and this is actual, definitive, scientific proof. And here it is. Here's the doctor who saw me leave the hospital with a broken spine, and here are the before and after x-rays. Why would you not do that if you're a scientist? I mean, if you weren't a scientist, then maybe, maybe I would buy that you wouldn't do that. But if you're in any way and have an engineering mind or a scientific mind, there's I do not buy for a second that you wouldn't want to have that kind of definitive proof. Why? Why would you not want that? 100% that would satisfy me. And you know what? It would satisfy me far more than a, than a few videos with Dr. Joe telling his story with some stock footage over top of it, okay? The admin goes on to say, you might then start to question whether the x-rays were actually his or faked and so on and so forth. Where does it end? It ends right there, admin, okay? Honestly, that's, that's where it ends, seriously. 
This forum goes on in this back and forth kind of fashion. It really is worth reading. I'm not going to go through everything. Robert E. has another great response, very similar to mine here, to admin. Of course, I can be convinced. Science has been developed as a tool for exactly that purpose. Only relying on belief offers a multitude of ways how we can be fooled by our own perceptions and expectations, and of course, by others. Well said, Robert E. Indeed, well said. And he goes on to say, I am sure he is pretty busy. Being aware of that, I would downsize my question to him just asking for 10 seconds of his time and the name of the clinic where he was told to undergo surgery. I second that, Robert E. I second that. The rest of the forum goes back and forth. Some pretty good discussion. It seems like some people who are really into this community and into Joe Dispenza are also a little bit questioning and, and need a little bit more proof. And I think the experience of Robert E. here going through his sister's spinal surgery is, is a great anecdote. And look, it does get to that quasi-religious place. You are going on faith at this point if you choose to believe that story. And it is a story at this point because there's absolutely no definitive proof one way or the other. And if you want to continue to believe the story that he is spinning, you know, that's fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with that, of course. But, and this is a huge but, it's a big but, okay? You have to understand the consequences that come with that. And in my opinion, those consequences are, are more harm than good. He is, he is actively degrading people and harming them if he expects anybody to believe that kind of story. It doesn't take more than a few minutes of logical thinking, if that, to come to the conclusion that all of this talk about using the quantum field to manifest wealth or your dream house is nonsensical garbage. Okay, tell that to the people who don't have any other options in life. Tell that to the people who have had to work in the coal mines to provide for their families. The list goes on and on and on. It's quackery and it's damaging rhetoric. That's my opinion. Now, I don't know if this review is real. I don't know if anything is real, okay? But what I do know is that generally speaking, when you look at stuff on, on the internet as controversial as what Joe Dispenza is putting out there, Generally speaking, there's some pretty hardcore back and forth um, as to whether or not it's legit or worth your money, etc. And so I think these things are worth looking into. So what Joe dispenses in his New Age message is done with a typical motivational marketing team that should be off-putting to the average person with a grain of discernment and a meditation practice. That is just so well said. It's poignant. It's, it's, it really strikes a chord. And it makes sense because it is the kind of thing that just oozes used car salesmen. It just oozes coercion, persuasion, convincing, all of the typical sales crap that the average person kind of shies away from or becomes incredibly enamored with. 
which seems to be what has happened with the Joe Dispenza community. This particular reviewer happens to actually like the idea of meditating as well as manifesting. About the science facts, I'm not sure, but it sounds interesting and I'm willing to suspend disbelief and try it out. Now, so far, this seems like a fairly good faith actor in their review. This next part is what what really disturbs me and what what makes me scared of this kind of stuff in general. And it's frankly, it, it's this is what is rather repugnant. The reviewer says, what pains me though is the method of delivery of this so-called workshop. Where there never was a schedule handed out, we were left at the mercy of JD. In particular, he proceeds to claim to have witnessed spontaneous remissions of serious illnesses in his workshops, and I noticed several participants in wheelchairs or on crutches, not counting all the participants with undetectable disease in the hall. These people are especially vulnerable to false hopes that healing is instantaneous and about to happen. At no point does he show any real testimonies of miraculous healings. His anecdotes should suffice to make us believe in a better tomorrow. His workshop was fairly expensive, and it is said that this cost is justified since it included videos, about five hours, of a previous workshop that no longer exists, but which must be watched before you attend the progressive workshop. The majority of the workshop I attended was the verbatim repetition of that video. Is it brainwashing? Or lack of imagination or information? Or laziness, if I might add. I would say that this is the recycling of old stock. They also strongly encourage us to read his latest book, no surprise, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is again a rehash of the same thing. Even his anecdotes are the same. He seems to have learned his text very well. And you know, this is actually something that you learn in online marketing and copywriting and advertising. Online, in these Facebook ad campaigns, these, these marketers will work sentences and stories, oh, stories, and it can get pretty insidious. They work these stories to such a particular degree that they know it works because they've tested it so many times. And so it's no surprise to me that Joe Dispenza has seemed to have learned his text very well because he knows that this is the stuff that works. This is the stuff that convinces people. This is the stuff that keeps them coming back to pay more. Finally, I come out disillusioned and annoyed to have spent to attend a workshop with such manipulation techniques and lack of concern for the participants. I love some of his ideas and I come out a little more aware of the dangers of this kind of workshop. I have compassion for some of his fanatical groupies and even some exalted shouters during the meditations. From my estimation, this is a very good faith review. It's someone who, despite their better intentions, came out of a paid workshop and had a very lackluster and even, dare I say it, negative review of, of Mr. Joe Dispenza. When you're in something so deep, when you want to believe, when you want to follow someone, when you want and need to look to someone who has the answers because you might not, 
Even if they say you have all the answers, you're God, it's all inside. Deep down, you know that you have to get it from them. And that's exactly what they want. And we see it time and time again in this spiritual space, in this religious space, all throughout history. But when it's happening to you, when it's happening to your friend, when you're in it, you can't see it. I'd like to say very clearly that I am not attempting to disparage spirituality in general, nor am I trying to say that meditation in and of itself is a bad practice. Meditation in and of itself is amazing. However, there are charlatans on this earth. There are people who put on a show to sell a product. Make them touch it, feel it, smell it, get them excited. When they're excited, they pay more. The bottom line is, I don't think this guy is to be trusted. The manipulative techniques and tactics that he uses to get people's money are disgusting. His integrity is questionable. His motivations are questionable. Whether or not he's telling the truth about any number of things is questionable. And depending on how deep you are into this kind of material, you should be very questioning, you should be very skeptical, and you should be very cautious with how much deeper you choose to go.